It's time for the main event of your day. Welcome, everybody. Let's talk some wrestling. I'm your host, Chriselle, and... What's up? I'm Dustin. Glad that you guys are back. Welcome to another episode. Today, we have a recap of the Elimination Chamber. Not really a recap, more so a review of how we feel and all our feelings. But before we get into it, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us on all the social media accounts. We'll have a link in the description so that you guys can just click it, follow us. You're already here. Might as well do it. Leave a review. Right, Dustin? Yeah. Leave a review, like, follow, subscribe to the podcast so you guys don't miss an episode. We are always posting pretty consistently on Wednesdays and Sundays in terms of podcast episodes so be on the lookout for them if you're not subscribed or you don't get your notifications so be on the lookout for the episodes and then like chriselle said we'll link our social medias as well make sure you guys follow and if you guys haven't already we dropped a making the case episode roman reigns versus seth rollins if you haven't checked it out make sure you guys go and listen to that now also this weekend dustin we got our february awards i'm excited for them the so award show for february our second one of the year yeah so because i had to think i was like did we do like a weekly one at all but no our second one of the year coming up next week or well actually this weekend coming up posting on sunday so be on the lookout we got best wrestler best match who was the company of the month things of that just to give you guys a hint of some of the awards so be on the lookout for it the you know some even say that they're better than the emmys who said that i, I did and that's all that matters <laughs> I, I think they're better than the oscars you know that's just me though they're better than the nobel peace prizes all right that's i don't even know about that's kind of wild <laughs> that's, that's kind of wild <laughs> It gives a competition. But all right, let's get into this week's Q&As. This week, we got two questions. And the first one is from the underscore underscore Hoysier underscore kid. He asks, do you think there's a score to settle between these two, Roman and Seth? And it was two one of those polls that we had posted up for the Making the Case episode that we just posted. And I personally don't think this is finished yet. I know that it hasn't really been touched on again. However, I do feel like we kind of got left with nothing. Like nothing really, there wasn't, there wasn't an outcome to this. And so I feel like it's not done. What about you, Dustin? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think that the problem that I have is they kind of just let it hang there and didn't even really mention it after it happened. And if anybody had one clean, then it'd be like, okay, I get you kind of just abandoning the feud, but it ended in a DQ and it's just like, okay, so are, is Seth going to handle his score with Roman? Does Roman not care anymore? It's kind of just like they both forgot about it and are going about their business now, which I don't like. So I definitely think there's a score to settle. I would have preferred them to just handle their business all at once because when it comes back around let's just say in let's just start a number six months right i don't think it'll have the same amount of heat but i could be wrong so we'll just have to see it is all a matter of how they do it but i, I do agree they should have just finished it around now so right. there, there is heat to it but now this is just another point that they're gonna bring back in a few months like oh remember when this happened so i don't know it's it's very much undone and i don't think they thought it through all the way Question number two from Wrestling Unleashed is who does the best spear? Now, personally, there's a lot of people that have integrated the spear into their arsenal of moves. So I'm just thinking about who on the roster right now is using it and who's I prefer to see. And I'm going with Big E. I prefer Big E's spear over like Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns. 
Um, uh, okay, that's a good one. I didn't even think of Biggie. When I think of Biggie, I don't think of the spear. Um, well, because yeah, his arsenal is huge. <laughs> yeah, that may be a little unfair, but I, I don't think of the spear. But he definitely does it. Um, actually, to be honest, I think Bobby Lashley has actually my favorite spear, and I know that may be a little controversial, but I like his spear because when he spears, he kind of rolls through it. So it's a cool little aesthetic of like he spears you, but then he rolls as well through it. Um, he doesn't like hold on to you as you go to the ground. I like that. I think it's an interesting aspect to it it shows a little bit of athleticism with a powerhouse move like the spear so that's what i would have to say but i'm interested to know what other people would think in terms of the spear because it's a very well not well um very widely used move in wrestling so i would love to hear other people's opinions on that one quick question how do you think about like what do you think about roman reigns spear i think it's okay um I don't love it. I don't hate it. I I just think it's okay. I mean, he has an arsenal of moves that the more I watch, I'm kind of like, there's a few things in his moveset that I don't like, that I really don't like. Um, But I think the spear is just okay. It's okay. Uh, He has better moves. I really like the guillotine. I I really like the guillotine for him. I like the drive-by. Yeah, the drive-by. The spear for him with me is kind of like, okay, cool. And he does like the ooh-ah thing. I I think it's okay. So just average. Okay, okay. I was just curious. Yeah. You ready to get into your feelings of this pay-per-view, Dustin? Yeah, man. Let's chat about it. We watched it not in our normal spot. We were away, uh, but tuned in at noon Eastern time, faithfully that's so. The, that's the dedication. Even when we're away, we're watching. <laughs> we might get a little bit uh, you know, sidetrack and not live tweet as much, but we watch yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> so just going through in the same same way that the pay-per-view kind of played out is the way that I kind of want to go over this today, Dustin. But I don't want to get carried away. Give me your maybe top three things of what you want to say. Not a full summary. Just what are your feelings, your emotions off the top of your head, your memory? So first up, we open up the pay-per-view with Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. My first two things that I want to say... I felt like it was a good about a good amount of time. I didn't feel like it was too long or too short, but it still kind of felt anticlimactic. Even though it was a solid match, just a little anticlimactic. My second thing, it was finished off with Goldberg being choked out in the guillotine, and I feel like that should be the end. Goldberg has keeps losing, and I think this is the final, you know, he passed out. Let's just leave it at that. I think you just bury him with that, and let's just keep on moving. We don't need to bring Goldberg back. So I'm going to just actually just p- piggyback on what you just said, because those were my exact thoughts. And like, I guess like one or two points that I did want to make without going too far in depth into, you know, the specifics of the match. Um, and I feel like that's going to be what happens on a lot of these. We, we kind of saw the pay-per-view in the same light for most things, which is kind of normal, you know, but on the point of the match being the length that it was supposed to be, I definitely think it was, it was what it was supposed to be. I think it went six or seven minutes. Uh, it had a barricade spot. It had a couple spears. It was almost a finisher spam fest, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> if you play a video game, you build up your finishers and then you use them all at once or you use them all in one, one minute span. I, I think that was fine for the length of it i don't want to see goldberg having 15 20 minute matches so that was cool for me and then he old yellowed goldberg i mean he put him in the guillotine tuck him behind the shed like i said they need to do put the bullet in him and that was the end of it all due respect to goldberg he's a legend but i think the match did what it was supposed to do i do agree that it felt a little anticlimactic it didn't have any moments for me that made my jaw drop or maybe be like oh or oh it was kind of just like ah, oh, they're doing moves and then the guillotine just kind of happened for right. me it, it kind of happened and it was it and i was like that's cool because in a real fight you know a fight can end at any point it can end at any point in a real you know legitimate fight um 
So for me, I do agree with your sentiment that it was a little anticlimactic. However, he old yellowed him, put him out the pasture at the end of the match. And, you know, it did what it needed to do in terms of length. So I'm with you 100% on your two points. Like we're on the, we're the same there. Yeah, typically I think we could both argue or like make some complaints about a match with Goldberg. But this was very like, eh, like, you know, it was fine. I, if, if I really want to complain about it, I guess I could. But it was actually fun. They didn't pull any which way that it makes it bad. Yeah. And like you said, it was fine. Like it wasn't good it wasn't bad it was fine and i'm fine with it being a throwaway little thing for roman on his path to wrestlemania and brock and whatever the heck he's doing there you know it's fine for what it is right now i believe next was the women's elimination chamber but we're gonna save the elimination chambers to take to speak about both of them at the end so next we got naomi and ronda rousey versus sonia deville and charlotte flair first thoughts dustin I'll, I'll just say one thing and then I'll let you talk about it and then we can go to the next. Uh, I'll just say one thing. It was better than I thought. <laughs> it was better than I thought. I thought it was going to be a dumpster fire. I'm being honest. Um, Charlotte is notori- notorious for not selling. Uh, Sonia has been good in her in-ring return, but she still is hasn't wrestled many matches. Naomi's fantastic. Naomi's fantastic. And then you have Ronda with one arm behind her back, which I didn't think she could hold up with. It wasn't the cleanest match of all time, but for what it was, it was another match for me that I was just kind of like, it was okay, <laughs> you know? So that's my first thought. What do you got? I think this is the best stuff Ronda has done since she's been back. I think that I have seen her in okay. such a negative light up until this point. I think I still see her in a negative light. But up until now, I was like, there is no reason for you. Like, it's I just had nothing for this. And I think the way that this match framed her was in a better... You know, she's not great on the mic. And I don't like her movesets that she's been giving. Like, those, like awkward little punches i don't enjoy those and the fact that her arm was tied behind her back and she had better work i enjoy that so and yeah I also- i'll do oh go, go ahead go, go ahead. ahead i'm sorry i was gonna say i think the right people won as well i think that's also my yeah that, that was the point i was gonna make i was gonna say i think the right people won the baby faces went over because it allows a little bit more integration into the feud because if you paid attention charlotte didn't come in when sonya was getting tapped out so you can do sonya versus charlotte if you want uh you kept the ronda and charlotte thing you know still a little fresh and clean uh so it's that type of thing i guess my big second point was actually going to be about the attires of the four women in the match all the women in saudi i know we probably talk about it during the elimination chamber were wearing their bodies and things of that nature but i actually did enjoy ronda rousey's uh gi that she wore her judo gi that she wore when she won bronze in beijing you know you got to be covered head to toe ronda doesn't wear a bodysuit she wears her gi from beijing i think that's really cool i think that's really dope uh so i just wanted to make a quick comment on that now since you bring it up now i do think the the outfits were amazing traditionally right. they have to wear like this kind of black undergarment and it was what they have been wearing i don't know if it's like they have to or what has gone on behind the scenes but up until now it was just kind of a black under and a really cheap shirt of whatever wwe has for them in their um their persona but this this time around there was so much attention to detail everybody looked amazing I think even some of their stuff, like for ha- like for seeing the women that usually show a little bit more skin, it's it shows that they can still sh- be as cool and seem as strong and whatever, and they're still covering everything. I think they understood the assignment. I know a few people were upset that Ronda didn't do anything like special, like they they're like they're expected, like you know, as far as attire goes but i think it did have sentimental value and it did make it goes it fits her better it fits her better than you know going all flashy also she wasn't wearing makeup which a lot of people are like oh wow go ahead Rhonda, give us less you know give us nothing but i think it's fine she you know she's naturally beautiful and that way we don't have to see like smudged makeup because she doesn't you know put into that and that's fine 
Yeah, just commenting on Ronda's thing. Like you said, it has sentimental value, the gi. It has sentimental value. And then it really played into the match as well. Like if you kind of think about it, because a big part of judo is judo kicks. So what is Ronda doing most of the match? She's doing judo kicks while wearing a judo gi. It, it all makes sense. So for me, I, I loved her choice of attire, honestly. Looking like, you know, thinking about it. In the moment, I was just like, oh, that's cool. You know, but as you get a day or two to start thinking about things and reflect, you're like, okay, cool. So that's how I felt about that. I would almost prefer the this kind of attire to be her norm versus what she has been doing since she's been back. Eh. I don't like the yeah. stuff that she, I think her older stuff was a little bit better. I don't think this, I don't like the stuff she's been wearing as of recently, personally. I, I gotta see what she does uh, for future attire. I didn't love her rumble gear. I won't, I won't lie about that. I didn't love her rumble gear, but I mean, this is only one thing to one thing. So I need to maybe see a little bit more of her in-ring gear. So we'll see. Okay. I'll give you that. We'll be back on this topic. <laughs> now, Madcap versus Drew. My biggest thing, which we were spazzing at the tv dustin was just corbin was the worst side person there no disqualifications and corbin would just uh, like kick here punch like he did it he was just watching majority of the time it's like you guys could just jump him this whole time just jump him that's it just jump him but instead of just like that and then corbin was just awkwardly close the whole time like if you're going to be that close do something yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll talk about your point and then we'll transition to my point real quick because I have something different, but we do need to talk about this because this is what we were kind of spazzing about at the TV about and everything. Uh, it's things like that, right, that take me out of wrestling matches because spoiler alert: if you don't want wrestling spoiled, stop listening now. It's not real, <laughs> you know. It's not it's not a hundred percent real punches and kicks, right? Of course, we all know that they do a lot of physical toll and things of that nature. Um, but it's like if it's a no DQ match and you have every opportunity to just jump him the entire time, why are you kicking him and punching him four or five times? And they'd be like, "All right, he's good, he's good." No, bro, just beat the mess out of him till he can't move no more so it's stuff like that that takes me out as a fan and it'd be more realistic if maybe drew mcintyre like knocked him on his butt and so he was kind of out of the picture for a little bit but he was literally awkwardly standing over them like yes beat him up like well, come on right so yeah that was I- i'm with you on that my biggest point with this match is how did he not die that <laughs> cat moss landed straight on the top of his neck and oh my god i'm surprised you didn't say that as your first i almost forgot i almost forgot oh wow i mean i'm surprised you didn't say that i didn't want to like cut your legs out from underneath you and just jump to my point because girl what how did he not die (laughs) like he landed directly on the top of his head being thrown by drew mcintyre who is 265 pounds of pure muscle spiking you on your head shout out to baron corbin he got madcap out the ring immediately so that medical could get a look at him and everything but they showed the replay a few times and obviously like madcap was okay they're gonna have to do multiple tests on him because if you know anything about necks you may not know instantaneously um and you may not feel stuff right away he could have a fracture or anything like that we're not wishing that but you know it could be possible how did he not die and then he went for another like seven or eight minutes in the match getting thrown over tables getting kicked by claymores bumping on his back 
it makes no sense to me how he is alive. <laughs> he has earned an extra bit of respect from me personally. Now, if you did not see that spot or you don't remember it, I that I I almost forgot. So I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm gonna add a link to that if I can find something. It'll be in the description because that was a wow, what an ugly fall from up high. As it is, he's a big man. Big man, even if he's just standing up and falls on his neck, that's crazy. But the fact that he was thrown by another big man on top of it, just wow, wow. I hope he's okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not just a scary bump. It's a scary incident like there's scary bumps you know someone may fall off of something high or something no that was a scary incident and moment because that genuinely was like his life could have been over people have gotten paralyzed by less in wrestling matches you know Mm -hmm. by less so i'm just happy he's okay he got a newfound respect for me um after that moment because i'm like dude you are a tough sob mind you i think they should have ended the match there like just go to the finish but they did what they did and it was okay and it was okay it was it was okay and it was way better than we thought it part two of madcap and drew <laughs> but it was okay it was okay <laughs> question at the end it, it's kind of building toward that drew versus corbin do you think we're gonna get drew versus corbin before or after like the, at wrestlemania and do like with that being said do you think they're gonna drag it out to wrestlemania is essentially what i'm asking I think it will 100% be WrestleMania. It'll be Drew and Corbin at WrestleMania. Um, because if you look, they're kind of starting to do their WrestleMania builds for their feuds and stuff. Like Edge came out on Raw yesterday and laid out a challenge to, he laid out a few challenges like Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Cody Rhodes, uh, AJ Styles, if you paid attention to this promo. So people are kind of starting to throw their gauntlet down. And Drew himself like pointed at Corbin at the end of the match. I don't see anybody else for Drew to feud with on SmackDown. I think it's a 110% gonna be Corbin they're gonna drag this out for another six weeks I'm not happy about it but it is what it is okay that's fair I also saw that that's not something I want to happen but again it's looking that way now moving on to Lita versus Becky I'm gonna let you take this one first um there there's one word that comes to my mind when I think about this match and it's impressed um Becky was a fantastic ring general in this match because if you pay attention Becky did quote unquote carry Lita however I really do think for it to be Lita's first match in 15 years she carried her weight um you know she hit her moves this that and the other so impressed was the word that I had come up with for the match and that was my biggest thought and takeaway I was just impressed no uh, I agree I think that was one of my main points I think this match showed that Lita can still very much handle herself in the ring and also I was listening to an interview today um by like ring the bell and I'll add that link as well because it was a a fantastic um interview and this is right after the Royal Rumble but Lita only knew about this match two weeks before she and I, I know she had to get ready for the Royal Rumble however her herself like she didn't feel that she was was in that place yet to be in, like you know have a match against Becky on a major pay-per-view but for only having those two weeks I think she did amazing I think that it was a beautiful match I loved it for her I personally a second note on my half is I think it was a good length however I do feel like the finish was really rushed um it was a near fall with Lita and then out of nowhere it was the manhandle slam and it's over which it was fine however it like everything up until that point but again like you were saying earlier that's the reality of fights that they can happen at any they can end at any time however However, this one, I, again, this one's the one that made me feel weird about it. No, okay, so I, I hear that point on the ending, and I'll speak on that before I say what I was going to say. Um, You know, it's funny. I didn't get that impression from the ending of this match. For me, it was kind of just like, okay, cool. Like, that's it. Um, 
the this match the, there's something that i didn't like in this match and this isn't in my like points but i just want to mention it really quickly i didn't really love becky trying to cheat to beat lita and hear me out real quick i respect lita i think lita's fantastic but i don't think lita's on the level of a becky lynch to where becky should feel as though she has to cheat what's your thoughts on that because that's how i feel i didn't like becky having to try to hold the ropes and things like that i think becky's good enough and great enough as a champion to beat lita that's no disrespect but to beat lita i dislike it for a different reason i think lita is like that and i think even though she is older and she hasn't been in the ring for a long time i do think when she comes back it should be respected as the way other greats coming back are respected she is on that level she was in this she was in that becky position before there was a becky however i don't if the ending would have been um becky cheating then it, it again it gives that unfinished thing this might be lita's last match and for it to be kind of a <laughs> ending no like let it just let it be clean like we always talk about let this just be clean i don't think it needs to be clean because becky's so much better and she shouldn't have to cheat i think it just shouldn't have been that way and i think lita is like that no, okay. So, I mean, it's two different viewpoints, and that's fair. I understand what you're saying. Um, th- just the last thing I kind of wanted to say was, I'm glad Becky was the one for this match. And I mean that with all due respect. But like I said, I think if you put Lita in there with a lot of other people, this match does not go nearly as well as it did. Because Becky Lynch is unsuck. I-, I may rag on her character right now, but I do respect and understand how good she is. Um... Becky Lynch is willing enough to sell for anybody. She's giving enough to be respectful and understand her placement and trying to put things over for others, which, you know, cannot be said about everybody. And she's a fantastic ring general. She knows how to wrestle. You know, Becky Lynch doesn't have quote unquote bad matches. So, and mind you, a lot of the roster doesn't have bad matches, but I think Becky Lynch is one of the best, especially in your women's division. She's top. Let's just say three if we want to have an argument, you know, top three or four. So I'm glad that it was someone like Becky because I think of someone maybe like a Bianca Belair, who I love, but Bianca does not have as much ring experience as a Becky. Could she carry, carry, carry a match with Lita who hasn't wrestled in 15 years? Maybe. I think of someone like Charlotte, who is notorious for not selling for everyone. How the heck would that have gone? You know, so it's things like that where I'm like, there's really two people that I'm like, I'm glad she was in there with them. It would have been Becky and it would have been Sasha. you know, healthy because if Bailey was back, I think I'd say Bailey. But you know, Absolutely. Becky and Sasha are the two that I'm like cool, and I think Becky was a perfect person for this match, and it was actually fun. I had fun watching this match. Agreed, agreed. All right, no, I I think it was a lot of fun. Now moving on to the longest match on the pay per view, we have the it was Usos annoying versus long. the Raiders. <laughs> The Usos versus the Raiders. The longest match, I think, in pay-per-view history. If, you know, I might be wrong, but I think it's the longest match ever. Your thoughts, Dustin? Man, this four and a half hour barn burner, Iron Man, false count anywhere match was, it was something else. Honestly, I was about to tap out at three and a half hours, but I was like, I gotta see it through, my boy. And then they pulled out the tables and the ladders and the fire. Crazy. And then Hell in a Cell came down from the sky and The Undertaker popped from underneath the ring. It was the craziest thing I think I've seen. Wrestling is back, baby. If you haven't watched the pay-per-view, we're obviously very much like... <laughs> The, nothing happened. Why was this on the pay per view to fill up more time? As if this pay per view wasn't already long enough. We just have this random 10 minutes of entrances. What? They, how you go entrances just for them to get beat up and cannot compete? 
This was the dumbest. This was the mo- mm, 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 no. I'm gonna save my statement for that. But this was one of the most WWE things that was on this show. Why do you promote the match if it's not gonna happen? Why do you fly these people all the way to Saudi Arabia? The Usos, if you want them to show up with Roman, cool. But the Viking Raiders, why do you fly them out to Saudi Arabia if this match isn't gonna happen whatsoever? And it was reported it wasn't cut for time. It was nothing like that. It was supposed to go like this so i'm like what's the point of even promoting the match to be on the card if you're gonna do it on smackdown anyway just say hey viking raiders versus the usos for the smackdown tag team championship will be on smackdown not on the pay-per-view kind of like how you're doing with the raw tag team titles in two weeks it's not hard i don't understand what the point was of advertising it for the pay-per-view then flying these people on a 12 hour plus flight to saudi arabia i don't get it and it's not like it's a match that they needed to sell tickets like no, no. Like, this, this is not needed in this why why lie why you guys lied unprovoked that's that's unprovoked that's what really messes me up lying unprovoked it was a complete <laughs> just waste of time i don't i don't i don't understand this match like why it was on the card and then they did this like i said if you just didn't put it on the card no one would have cared i don't think there was anybody in saudi arabia who was like i can't wait for that viking raiders versus usos match um that's no disrespect to either of them because i think they're both great but there was no one there that was like oh my god viking raiders versus usos i gotta go to the show I think it might not be as necessarily in that sense, but I remember us going to shows and just being excited to see certain people in a match. We might not be excited about who they're going against, but it is like still nice to see these people in action. So for the people that haven't been and this was their chance, I can see the disappointment, especially if you are an Usos fan. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Now we got the chambers. Got the men's chamber that was the main event and then the women's elimination chamber that was earlier on. I'll start with the women's. I, I, I really enjoyed the chambers, first of all overall and i'm just really glad at how fast dewdrop saved Liv morgan after being like getting her boot stuck oh, in the yeah. turnbuckle flawlessly like it, it almost like how somehow she did that looking still looking like a heel like man screw your boot and everything was fine i like i thought that was really good yeah uh to talk about your dewdrop point real quick i think that was fantastic dewdrop has shown herself to be one of the best workers in the company especially in that women's division but i'm not gonna mix genders here like in the company she's one of the best um and that was evidence with the Liv morgan spot and then immediately taking that sunset flip power bomb like a g from Liv morgan to get eliminated i thought dewdrop was awesome uh one of the things i wanted to say for the women was i really it all in all in the last i think two weeks i really enjoyed what they're doing with with Rhea Ripley they're making her look fantastic they're making her look very strong uh she's not I think it's evident based on you know wins and stuff she's not on that Bianca level of a push which is okay because you can only have one person kind of competing for that title right now but I think as a future challenger to Bianca I think they're giving her a little bit of credibility right now if you give her a strong push up to Mania have her do something at Mania I'm not saying it has to be a title shot at all but have her do something of influence and you know significance at mania and then boom you have a feud coming straight out of mania for bianca belair provided she beats becky you know you have a feud coming straight out of that and people would love it because people have loved the interactions between these two i think they're building her up just enough that if somebody if another female returns or at least just for the wrestlemania situation i think Rhea would be completely fine especially if the other girls are busy i think that would be completely fine especially if they start building her up right now 
you could you could really have some fun with a few Rhea Ripley matches, and the crowd likes Rhea, so <laughs> you can really do something. Because I look at the women's roster, and I'm like, hey, let's look at it like this. Mind you, clearly brands don't matter, so I'm just gonna spit real quick. Sasha has nothing to do right now. Alexa Bliss has nothing to do right now. Provided Oscar comes back, Oscar has nothing to do right now. If Bailey comes back, Bailey has nothing to do right now. I just gave you four matchups that I would honestly not mind seeing. So you know, yeah, and it's good. Build her up now. That you know, we right. need we need people to be built up and get rid of that 50 50 booking but you know we can't actually get rid of it right and i also another thing i wanted to say with the women's chamber i don't think anybody looked dumb i don't think a single person looked no. dumb they no. all looked really good i think alexa bliss had a really great return I, I enjoyed all the women like i think all all collectively just like i want to give them all a big hug it's like thank you for all this entertainment it was a little bit short for an elimination chamber but i think they showed out and i'm glad they did yeah, so for my next point, I guess I'll just piggyback off of that. I think everybody did look really great. This was the one of the two chambers that I think WWE got right. We'll talk about the men's one in a second, but I think they got it right. It was short, but technically it was longer than the men's chamber. Um, So, you know, it is what it is there. It was just a short match. It was like, I think I saw somewhere 15 minutes, 45 seconds, something like that. It was under 16 minutes. So it's a very fast chamber match, but it was fast paced. It was energetic. Alexa looked great. Liv Morgan had her couple spots. Dewdrop looked like a powerhouse. Bianca Belair did what she does and she won the match, which was the right call. I mean, that's who needed to win this match. So I think overall, WWE did this match fantastically. The only problem I had personally, and I saw some discourse on line people kind of arguing and i said it when we were watching together i was like i wish they used the chamber more it felt like they didn't really utilize the structure that was around them to me i understand everybody else has different opinions but i didn't see enough of the chamber integration to be like that was an elimination chamber match for me but i understand the arguments i think there was still a lot more i think it was very much squished in the beginning of the match i do think maybe either spread it out or have more i i would be lying if i said i didn't wish there was more i i don't think it was it wasn't something that like took away from the match for me personally but i do get that argument but personally i i thought it was i think it was still a great quality match that i forgot about that aspect yeah no i hear what you're saying and uh, honestly i mean i'll just say it now even though we got one more match to go this was personally my favorite match of the night i I thoroughly did enjoy the women's chamber match i thought it was really good was it the best thing i've ever seen no but did them what is it six women show out and the right person won perfect it was really fun and like you said alexa bliss looked fantastic she she looked great no ring rust she looked great i agree i agree now men's chamber top 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 thoughts man ah oh man i don't i don't even want to get into my brock lesnar spiel I'll, I'll say this i'll say this 30 seconds i'll say this roman got covid so the brock and roman match couldn't happen follow along guys <laughs> they put brock in the fatal five way he pins the actual champion in a fatal five way instead of pinning someone who uh, isn't really doing much he pins Big E. brock has the championship for three weeks he fights bobby lashley at the royal rumble Bobby Lashley beats Brock Lesnar with a ton of assistance. And then three weeks later, Bobby Lashley wins the WWE Championship back from Bobby Lashley. So we've had four WWE Champions since the beginning of January. Brock Lesnar has won the championship twice since the beginning of January. And this all has stemmed because Roman Reigns got COVID. So Roman Reigns getting COVID has caused 
four, well, three different WWE champions. Brock Lesnar has ended the reign of every single African-American WWE champion in history. God, there is so much more that I want to say, but I'm letting it be because that's just, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. There's no way this was the plan pre-January 1st. There's no way. So what the heck are we doing? what the heck altogether this whole thing has been very sloppy very no actual care about the storyline and we saw that beginning at you know day one because what the heck was that and like maybe that would have been interesting if things they still had a chance to fix it however things just got worse and worse and then we saw even more lack of care at the royal rumble when they decided to give it back to brock lesnar and build bobby to bobby to bobby sorry 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 bobby um no i'm sorry i was talking about the fact that brock lesnar got into the royal rumble that's what i was specifically oh, i'm sorry but i'm sorry yeah, yeah yeah and then it's just the, just the fact that brock won there and they built absolutely nobody in the men's or the women they're just all around like again it's that i don't really care kind of booking so i hear you and i just also in, in terms of lazy writing i did not like the way they did the whole bobby thing concussion protocol gotta white like swipe oh, yeah. sweep him out you know what you know i thought of a good one i thought of a good one now hear me out so you know how Kevin Owens went up to Seth Rollins and said, hey, you know, just tell them that you're not going to be in this match if I'm not in it, right? But like Seth Rollins is obviously like, no, I'm not going to do that, which, you know, makes sense. However, they could have just put a whole storyline just like, oh, somehow Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens schemed and Bobby Lashley never even got on the plane to get to Saudi Arabia. So he couldn't be there. And now Kevin Owens is in the match. Boom. Yeah, it, it was lazy. No, or something, it, or it, like they, anything, be like, mm, okay, that's fine. This, this one was just really, I don't know, it was just really sad. It was lazy because even like they said a concussion. If you look at how he got hit and everything, bro. So he's actually out with a sh- shoulder injury. He's getting surgery. He'll be out for four months. That's why they even did the whole angle. Like, so cool. He'll be out for four months. But like, e- even if like looking at the bump he took in the thing, it's like, I don't believe he got a concussion from that. Just say he injured his shoulder. Just say he injured his shoulder right there. Oh man. It's so lazy. They, there's so much you could have done. But um, to leave that one on a positive on my side kudos all the flowers to austin theory i i i already already liked austin theory however the way he handled being thrown off the pod through an f5 just i love him and he did great and i think this is the first person in a very long time that quote unquote got like pummeled and i'm like you know what you're good you're even better for this you took this a lot better than i thought you would you're new and i respect you more even though you did quote unquote nothing yeah that was a heck of a bump that's one of the craziest bumps i've ever seen um i mean it, it was the camera work was awesome too because they shot it from like below so you it made it look higher than it actually is of course mind you it's still high i'm not crap it's still very high so him taking that bump kudos to austin theory taking the bump uh my final thing because i was gonna say the austin theory thing but i think my final thing is it's the sacrifice to brock lesnar once again uh you had four guys in that chamber not including bobby lashley of course you had four guys in that chamber who did any of them come out looking better than they did going in you know in storyline purposes austin theory he took that cool bump but does he look any more legitimate than he did going in seth rollins is bulletproof but come on guys ko is ko but come on now you get what i'm saying um 
It's another sacrifice to Brock Lesnar. I do want to ask you, since we're kind of wrapping up, title for title, are you more interested in the Brock and Roman match? I'm I'm interested to know what you think. Title for title, champion, winner take all. Are you more interested? I'm not interested in general. However, I am more in, they have, because I told you, I, in the beginning of this year, I was talking a lot of crap about Brock Lesnar. I just, I, I wasn't a Brock Lesnar fan for multiple reasons. I still wouldn't sign my name next to being a quote unquote fan. However, I think I've seen enough as of lately that I'm like, dang, I'm kind of mad that he is good at what he does because I am interested in it. Uh, however, I'm not in, in general. No. However, I'm more interested now than I was in January 1st. Personally. Okay, no, I, I understand that because they made it title for title, winner take all. And I, I'm not more interested than I was. I If I had to put a percentage, I was like 20% interested anyway. I'm 21% now. Like, I don't really care for title for title. I don't want to see that. Not because of the match, but because of what you sacrificed to get there in the first place. And then also coming out of it, presumably Roman's going to win, right? So does Roman just hold both belts? Is he on both shows? Or does he go and he vacates one of the titles because the last time you did title for title it was becky charlotte and ronda and becky wins title for title and then you sacrifice a lot to even get to that point you get the moment cool but then becky loses one of the titles a month later and it's just like what really was the point of it all what really was the point i think in come SummerSlam time i really do feel as though we'll be looking back on january through mid-april of wwe and kind of just be like okay but who who got screwed over and what was the point of all of it I think we'll be there. So title for title for me doesn't do anything. But we have to wait and see. But it doesn't do much for me. No, it's definitely that that situation where Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey are these new... They're not new toys, but in for this analogy, they're the new toys and they dropped all their other toys. And as soon as they're gone or they have something else to do or they're not going to be around, they're going to go back and pick up Big E. They're going to pick up Bianca and be like, oh, yeah, hey, guys, we remember you. Let's let's continue to try to push you like we didn't just screw you guys over. That's fine, I guess. Two questions for you. I guess I know the first one. Men's Rumble or the... Not, why do I call it the Rumble? Men's Chamber or the Women's Chamber? Which one oh, did you enjoy more? the Women's Chamber by a mile. The Women's Chamber by a mile. It was actually good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Now, which one did you enjoy more? Lita versus Becky or Roman versus Goldberg? Um, actually, I enjoyed Lita versus Becky more. I know that, I mean, I sound like something I would say, but I actually enjoyed Lita versus Becky more. They both were kind of on par for me, though, if I'm being honest. I know I crap on Goldberg a lot, but the match wasn't bad. And then Lita and Becky, it wasn't bad. It wasn't setting the world on fire, but it did what it had to do. Uh, I'm actually surprised. I really did think that you were going to say Roman versus Goldberg because that's just kind of where you usually go. And you kind of been talking about how maybe Lita can't go in the ring. So... I'm a little shocked. Nah, they're literally like 55-45 type. I, I really saw them even par. They they both were okay. So I, they, I didn't feel insulted watching, you know? <laughs> it didn't insult me. Now, Naomi and Ronda versus Sonya Deville and Charlotte or Drew McIntyre versus Madcap. Which one did you enjoy more? That Madcap Moss spot is stuck in my head, dude. I gotta go Madcap and Drew. That thing was insane. Okay. That thing was insane. So I'd have to go there personally. I'm going Naomi. Naomi and Ronda versus the other two. But I get, I get okay. that. I get that. Yeah. They were all okay. This match was just full of okay and then a crappy chamber and then a good chamber. That was how it was for me. No, no. A good chamber and a crappy chamber. I said that. A crappy chamber and a good chamber. But you said crappy first, implying that that was the women's fault. Oh, well, the women's no. no good I don't mean, a good one and whatever order you want to do it. <laughs> a bunch of okay. Like it was just okay and then a good chamber and then a crappy chamber and then we went home. Like that was it. Which it's okay. I don't have a 
a rant this week. And but I do have some negative thoughts I want to get off my chest. Stop trying to put Logan Paul down our throats, okay? He didn't do well the first two times you guys brought him out here in the last year. Why is he back? Who wants to see him? And I'm glad at least they now they got the heat, like the the t- like the hint that he's not going to be a face. Nobody likes him. So now at least they at least understand that aspect. However, stop shoving him down our throat. Also, maybe just give us a year break from Bad Bunny because now everyone's going to be judged on the fact of how good Bad Bunny did. So just, you know, maybe don't even do a celebrity this year because honestly, I'm good off of it. As If this is what you're giving us, Logan Paul and Johnny Knoxville, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to see it. Maybe that was a little bit of a rant. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. That's just my feelings, Dustin. Well, Johnny Knoxville's winning the IC title at WrestleMania, so you better be ready. Don't talk to me about this. Those <laughs> matches, I'm closing my eyes. Bathroom break, food break, I'll leave the house, I'll come back. I don't know. Don't need to be around. Turning it off, coming back. I don't know. I can't wait for the full WrestleMania card because I really am... Where it's at right now, oh man, they got some work to do. For me personally, as a fan, they got some work to do. (laughs) They got me for maybe one match. Maybe two. But the rest, I'm like, eh. It's almost like I'm almost waiting for WrestleMania WrestleMania to be done so that I can... So we can get on to other things. So like, whatever this is going on right now, let's just get past it. Now I feel like... I feel like Marsh is going to feel like limbo because I don't think it's going to be progressing very well. I don't think it's going to be exciting. I just think we're going to be in limbo for about a month. Well, we get something that's shaken up limbo. Well, revolution is early March. So that's good. AW is going to put out a decent product there. And then let's be let's be real here. If the reports are true, Cody might be coming in. So I think that'll be fun. And then if they set something up with Stone Cold, that'll be fun. There's potential. There's potential. Shake it up. Shake it up. Yeah. We got, we, there's still time to shake it up. There's a chance. Yeah. There's a chance. So we'll see. That's it. Any closing remarks or thoughts or feelings? Do you want to get off your chest about the pay-per-view? Nah, like I said, uh, a bunch of okay and then a good chamber and a crappy chamber. It was, it was a pay-per-view. Like I said, I mean, I'm not paying $60 for it, so I didn't really care. I'm just paying my whatever, 10 bucks, whatever it is a month. So it is what it is. Um, I do think that, you know, for a Saudi show, it is what it is. They didn't do anything that made me angry outside of the Brock thing, but I saw it coming. So I'm not angry, you know? So overall, it was okay. You could skip it. You could skip this show and I wouldn't be like, how dare you skip it? It's one of the best. You could skip it. I think it's, is it the best pay-per-view they've put out this year? No. Yes. Ooh, I don't know. It might be, which is bad. Definitely not the Royal Rumble, though. I'll tell you, it's either day day one or this one. Mm, I'd have to think about it. But no, I hear you. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) And don't forget that this weekend we have our February awards coming out. So you will not want to miss that. Put the notifications on so you guys get all the notifications about when it drops and what's it going to be. Keep up with the podcast. As always, love, peace. Thanks for all the support. Bye. You've been listening to the Unexpected Wrestling Podcast with Dustin and Chris Sal. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. Leave a review. It better be positive. And keep up with the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Catch you at the next show.